That's it, Nelson. Come on, take me down to this hair drag hop. We're gonna have some fun after all. We're gonna have some fun now. Make it feel some other way, too. I want to show you how to do that hair drag hop. Run around. That's it. Now let's get it. Shake it. Shake it fast. That's just what I'm talking about. Around since the Lord knows. 
taking his gal to a Lindbergh house. The dance so rough, sell the made her stop. She fell down the made her go home because she didn't have her right clothes on. Radio show and WFMU, and we just heard from uh, uh, Coot Grant and Kid Wesley Wilson would get off with me. Uh, Romeo Nelson before that started out the program with the head rag hop. I'm Courtney T. Edison, the old codger here every Tuesday from seven to eight o'clock p.m. Now you people know that uh, the the radio announcer of the year in 2021 was Gus Bodenheim. <laughs> Thankfully, that uh, it really went to his head, but of course that award expired uh, at, at midnight uh, when the new year, we rang in the new year, and Gus was no longer the announcer of the year. <clears throat> anyway, look, what we have an announcement here from Gus. Uh, he has some important information to share. You know, Gus Bodenheim he comes from a, a long uh, line of literary... Um, um, just people who really know their way around words, like I just don't, the way I just explained that. Anyway, Gus has been churning out literary potboilers and sensationalistic thrillers and bodice rippers for decades. You remember last year, his acclaimed novel, A Fistful of Chuck. It, it was acclaimed on the show. Then, don't forget his forthcoming blockbuster, Yes, That's My Rectum. Anyway, our listeners have been writing and asking, how does Gus do it? How does Gus find time? I mean, amid the bouts of alcoholic amnesia, uh, the libertinism, his recurring stints in rehab, uh, testifying in paternity suits, the periodic panhandling, the various scams and frauds he perpetrates, where does he find time to write, to, to accomplish so much? Well, I will tell you, how Gus manages to do it. He has a lot of vim 
and pep. That's right. So, look, Gus here is going to offer some advice for you struggling writers out there, young and old. This is a bit of a change for Gus. Instead of hawking dubious Del Barton goods, he's going to be helpful to those that he considers, and he discreetly refers to as, lower primates. Well, anyway, the lessons to be learned are valuable. Uh, my audience is brimming with would-be novelists. Not, not just would-bes, but wannabes, maybes, never-will-bes, and a few shameless whores. Anyway, let's listen closely to what Gus has to offer. Here, I want you to suckle at the teat of a literary titan. Hello, this is Gus Bodenheim. And while most of you know me as the radio announcer of record, only the more erudite amongst you are aware of my reputation as an author's author. Words are important to me. So important I once killed a man for using the term anywho. Or so it's been alleged. But in such acclaimed works as A Fistful of Chuck and the upcoming unexpurgated author's editor of Yes, That's My Rectum, I strove, as few have striven, to craft works of compelling cogency whilst always remembering to entertain, to elicit a smile, or perhaps a tear, from all but the most moronic readers. Some of these have asked me, Duh, how do you do it? Well, one might as well ask a tree, how do you set roots, grow leaves, convert sunlight to sustenance? How do you exhale fresh air, give shelter to the weary bird or the bushy-tailed squirrel, hungry for the very acorns you extrude? But unlike the tree, I can offer pointers, some of the basic concepts by which I think about starting out with at the beginning of a writing task. Let me share a few. When you were a school child, did you participate in something called show and tell? Well, I have a twist on that for you. Show, don't tell. Consider this sentence. Her dress was red. How's that? Unsatisfactory, eh? Now, if you show a picture of her in a red dress, there is no confusion. Lots of pictures, or what we in the profession call illustrations. Illustrations help the reader see what might otherwise be confusing to read and tedious to write. But what if you can't draw nor afford someone to do it for you? Well, one word. Use adjectives. Adjectives are the writer's paintbrush, tinting the most prosaic, run-of-the-mill cliché with vivid hues of vibrant color. They are your flavor, your music, prose-wise. Remember that more words cause the reader to linger, drinking in the image, the thought, the described action, bathing the mind's eye in the solid aroma of rich description. An example. James was an evil, nasty, unkind man, the kind of man that routinely acted in ways that were deliberately cruel. Now, how to improve this sentence? Well, I would simply add very. To wit, James was a very evil, nasty, unkind man, etc. Now, before I go, let me quickly address two hidebound bugbears of the craft. Have you ever heard anybody say, first thought, best thought? Not so fast. Think again, and maybe you'll reconsider. Likewise, some say less is more. If so, then is less and less increasingly more? And can we conclude that none is most? You see the dilemma. Eventually, there is no writing at all, and no writing means no paycheck for the writer. Because finally, always remember, the sweetest words you'll ever read are, pay to the order of. 
Gus Bodenheim, your Del Barton Bard, saying, Finn.
from the uh, the trio Matamoros and it was Gorson de la Loma before that root heading the wonderful root heading with there ain't no maybe in my baby's eyes uh, Fats Waller and his buddies did the Harlem Fuss and Robert Lee McCoy with Next Door Neighbor so you know before in the last uh, break I when Gus Bodenheim was telling you how to improve your writing your literary skills. I, when I heard that, you know, he submitted it. It was pre-recorded on the 78 RPM disc, but that's the requirement here. But um, I, I heard it. I complimented Gus, and soon he was blushing. Or, or maybe there was something lodged in his windpipe. Whatever. Anyway, look, much as Gus toots his own horn, every so often I want to toot his horn too. D- that's not a euphemism, by the way. Anyway... Uh, so Gus neglected to mention his series, his literary series that he's been releasing for years. I don't know if you know about this because we haven't talked about it. But Gus has a series of uh, uh, improved literary gems. See, Gus takes well-known works of literature, which were somehow flawed, and he improves them by the deft insertion of adverbs. That's right. One of his most successful was the terrifically great Gatsby. Yeah, then there was another one was uh, Very Little Women. Then there was, uh, I recall, uh, I'm trying to remember these. There was Jude, the literally obscure, uh, the incredibly old man and the sea. Another one was All Somewhat Quiet on the Western Front. And another one I recall, one of the best ones, I was to happily kill a mockingbird. Anyway, I, I, Gus is going to discuss these on a future program. I've asked him to go into this literary series where he managed to improve these works of, of you know, these classics. They, he made them better by inserting adverbs. That's right. Anyway, I also want to say that I went uh, for my annual doctor's checkup. Uh, I, I, I got the results of my blood work. No surprises. It's red. And it's hot. Also, doctor told me I was diagnosed with what he called selective Alzheimer's. This is a serious condition in which you conveniently don't remember things. Anyway, also those of you who got the, the fundraising premium from last year, which was for this year, 
the, the calendar, the 1927 old Codger calendar, the science and invention calendar. I hope you hung it up. Don't forget. Uh, it's also good. It's, you know, 1927 calendar, but it's good for this year, 2022. Now, we didn't send them all out. I kept a batch. That's right. I kept, I hoarded a huge batch because they're going to be good for 2033 and 2039. Now, but by then, they're, they're going to be fabulous collector's items, and I can sell them for hundreds of dollars each. I'm waiting. I'm rubbing my hands. That's right. I'm looking forward to that because I'll be around, and I'll still be on the radio. Anyway, let's get back to the great music here on the Old Codger Radio Show on, on WFMU.
gal had a fight. All I was broke one Saturday night. She wouldn't cook. I made up some dough and shoved it in the oven door. Every time I'd shove it in, she'd haul off and shove it out. Every time she'd shove it out, I'd sock her so hard she'd shout. We kept on resting till she got hot. She said, you old devil, why don't you stop just shoving your bread into this oven door? Won't take it out no more. Another big scrimmage started right then. I'd take it out, she'd put it back in. We'd done it so long until the bread got brown. Then I turned the damper down. Dinner time, there's a song about bacon bread. It's called uh, Shove It Up In There from James McCrary. Let's see, before that, Reuben Reeves and Omer Simeon did the Smokehouse Blues. It's for dinner, Smokehouse, you know. Biddy Taylor Trio did All Too Soon. And the Three Stripped Gears gave us the 1931 Depression Blues. So look, this is the old codger, Courtney, on WFMU. I have some exciting news. That's right. Exciting news. Now, the last time we said we had exciting news, whatever it was, most of you, most of you said you found it exciting. We, t- we took a poll. Someone took a poll. But someone told us they took a poll. And we accepted the results. But uh, 
We didn't ask to see the data. I mean, is that wrong? Anyway, really, there's so much excitement in this program. We were, we were recently cautioned, actually, that uh, we're running the risk of raising the bar on excitement, raising it to an insurmountable degree. Because if everything on this program is exciting, well, after a while, you, you come to expect excitement on this program. And when something is truly exciting, and for the past six programs, we've told you something that is truly exciting, th then you begin to say, you, you, you say, well, that's truly exciting, but so is that thing they told us last week, and the week before that, and the week before that. This isn't more exciting. It's the same exciting. It's truly exciting. But so what? So were the last truly exciting things they told us about. That's what you say, or you think. Or maybe you don't actually say it. But we have discovered that many listeners of the Old Codger Radio show are quiet people with loud thoughts. So anyway, each time we have something exciting, it has to be more exciting than what we told you last week and the week before. Otherwise, you could grow jaded. The prospect of excitement, well, you know, you, you get nonchalant, complacent even. We, we can't have that, not around here. So listen, this isn't just what I'm about to tell you, isn't just truly exciting. It's extraordinarily exciting. See what I did with an adverb there? Yes. Now see if you don't agree. So anyway, this is just an advance. I don't have all the details yet, but Del Barton, developmental Developers, DDD, uh, Del Barton Developmental Developers, yes, in cooperation with Lego International, they are developing <laughs> a new amusement park that will take the concept of amusement parks to the next level. It's historically exciting. Another adverb, they work, don't they? Anyway, it's going to be called Codgertopia. That's right. It's going to be a, a, a world-class themed entertainment park with spectacular visitor attractions. It's going to offer thrills and titillation and wonder and excitement. There's that word again. Amazement. Stuff you won't forget. Stuff with bells, whistles, surface noise. Anyway, our development team from uh, Dead Barton Developmental Developers is comprised of some of the most... I'm reading now from their marketing brochure, is comprised of some of the most experienced and exciting theme park producers, designers, and operators in the industry today. These are people who have worked on some of the biggest visitor attractions worldwide, who have the knowledge and the talent to make this venture a success. Yeah, that's what it says in their marketing brochure. I sure hope it's true, because it's exciting. Not, not just truly exciting but his extraordinarily and historically exciting. Anyway, look, we expect to have more specific details about Codgertopia in one of our upcoming programs. Because so far, it, 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 it's all kind of vague, okay? I don't have all the details. Anyway, let, let's get back to the music here because we're running out of time on the old Codger radio show on, on WFMU. Always thought knowledge is not we should be taught to dance right. 
right here at Tate. We're up to date. We teach a great new dance. Don't think that I brag. I speak as a drag. Why should a sheik learn how to speak Latin and Greek badly? Give him a neat model complete. Say it with feet gladly. First lesson right now. You'll love it and how you'll love it. Here is the drag. See how it goes. Down on the heels, up on the toes. That's the way to do the varsity drag. Hotter than hot, newer than new, meaner than mean, bluer than blue. Gets as much applause as waving the flag. You can pass many a class, whether you're dumb or wise. If you all answer the call when your professor tries, everybody down on the heels, up on the toes, stay after school, learn how it goes. Everybody do the varsity drag. Here is the drag, see how it goes, down on the heels, up on the toes. That's the way to do the varsity drag. Hotter than hot, newer than new, meaner than mean, bluer than blue. Gets as much applause as waving the flag. You can pass many a class, whether you're dumb or wise. If you all answer the call when your professor cries, everybody down on the heels, up on the toes. Stay after school, learn how it goes. Everybody do the varsity drag. Drop your Latin, drop your Greek. The spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. Everybody do the varsity drag. I'm old-fashioned. I love the moonlight. I love the old-fashioned things. The sound of rain upon a window pane, the daffodils that April brings. This year's fancies are passing fancies, but sighing sighs holding hands, these my heart understands. I'm old-fashioned, but I don't mind it. That's how I'll always be. If only you'll agree to stay old-fashioned with me. I am not such a clever one about the latest fads. I'll admit I was never one of those sophisticated lads. Not that I ever try to be a saint. I'm the type that they classify as quaint. I'm old-fashioned. I love cheap music, the feel of spring in the air. Moons and dunes, those sentimental tunes, 
of nightingales in Barclay Square. Things are rationed. I don't require them when high white clouds sail above. Dreams are dreams. Love is love. I'm old-fashioned. We'd better face it. That's how I'd always be If only you'll agree To stay old-fashioned With me
Hello, acclaimed author Gus Bodenheim here, direct from my smart shanty, where I'm busy red-penciling the galleys of one of several upcoming tomes. You might wonder what it means to red-pencil the galley of a tome. Well, just as a veterinarian might scrutinize the withers of a nag, an acclaimed author must be sure to comb the prelim copy for hitherto under-the-radar boners. Hmm, why, here's one. Uh, a four-dot ellipse. Good God, the incompetence. Heads will roll. Anyway, as fascinating as the particulars of my craft might be, especially to the likes of you, let's be frank, the more observant among you will have noted that I said I was working from my smart shanty. Yes, my friends at Del Barton, understanding that an acclaimed author needs a place to work with as few distractions as possible, have installed a series of pulleys, belt drives, claw arms, and pneumatic cams in order to update the functionality and convenience of my beloved Powton Shanty to create a modern-as-tomorrow interactive workspace of exquisite ergonomic efficacy. Now, what sets this rig apart from lesser smart systems, or if I may, not-so-smart systems, <laughs> dumb systems even, <laughs> is that my virtual assistants have separate names to avoid log jams and confusements. Just watch. Ernest. Yes, gosh. Sharpen my red pencil. With pleasure, gosh. Alana. Yes, gosh. Please pour me two ounces of sly weasel. With pleasure, gosh. In the glass. With pleasure, gosh. <laughs> Samuel. Yes, gosh. On the rocks, please. With pleasure, gosh. Clapper. Play some music. Oh, pardon. I mean... Ah. Now, this is the life. Theodora. Yes, gosh. One Rancho Malario, please. With pleasure, gosh. Oh, <laughs> Barbara. Yes, gosh. Light me. With pleasure, gosh. I feel like a god. An acclaimed god. Edgar. Yes, gosh. Improve this paragraph. Impossible to improve, gosh. <laughs> How right you are, Edgar. How right you are. Seems I 
biggest catfish in the deep blue sea. For me, for my small frog. It's going to wrap up the program for this evening. I'm going to give you a quick set recap, as we say in the radio business. That was Adrian Rolini and his band with uh, Small Fry. Take two. We played take one last week. Uh, thanks to Gus Bodenheim for getting in a word about the, uh, the Del Barton Smart Shanty. You should look into buying one. Coot Grant and Kid Wilson did the Ashley Street Blues. Uh, Noel Coward saying, I'm old-fashioned. And Zelma O'Neill with the classic, the Varsity Drag. So this is Courtney Edison, the old codger. I'll be back next week, don't forget, every Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, on WFMU. I play 79 RPM records like they're going out of style. That's right. So, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to get out of here now. And I'm <laughs> you stay tuned for Maury's Coney Island. And, and I'm leaving. I'm not cleaning up my mess. No, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. And if anybody gets in my way, I'll kick them right between the pronouns. I'm, I'm, I'm going home not to, just to get plushed, but all the way to the scuppers. That's right. So stay tuned for Maury. This is a WFMU, East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in York City, in Rockland County, 91.9 FM, and online at WFMU.org.